to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's talk about it, guys. Let's talk about it. We need to talk about it. Welcome to the Last Gen Podcast. My name's Alex Iaquinto on behalf of Miracle Word Ministries. I'm excited to be back on with you this week um, as we dive into a topic that is a lot different than what we usually talk about. Um, I don't I don't think I have too many preliminaries. Preliminaries. <laughs> it's like it's an like a a 1985 Assemblies of God um, church service. What are our preliminaries today? Um, I don't think I've got any announcements, um, but I, I do want to get into this, and I want to devote enough time to this as possible. Um, as you can see the title, it's a, it's a different kind of topic today. Um, so all I will say is, number one, Welcome, if this is your first time listening to the Last Gen Podcast. This podcast is devoted to teaching, encouraging, building up youth and young adults, um, getting you solid on Bible doctrine, knowing why you believe what you believe, and empowering this generation to live for, for God and be filled with the Holy Ghost. So welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time, I want to encourage you, go back. We've got over 20... Wait, are we at 30 now? Over 30 episodes of the Last Gen Podcast. Wait, don't quote me on that. We're going, we're going, we're going. Um, dang, I just played myself on accident. And it sounded exactly, I, I just did the exact same intro, because that's just what we do. It's what we do. How many episodes? You know what? 20 to 30. So, that's that's a good... Okay, 31. This is the uh, 31st episode. So go check out. We've got 30 other episodes other than this talking about possibly anything you could you could think of, ranging from divine healing to why, why we trust the Bible, undeniable proof of the Bible, to stuff like dating advice, to stuff like how to hear the voice of God, to stuff like how to handle your money and what do you think what to think about student loan debt? I mean, we've got we've got anything you could possibly think of, um, and it's crazy to me that that we still. I mean, it's only been thirty episodes, so there's unlimited things I could you know I could talk about, and it's not like I have a queue of things that I want to talk about. Um, it's just what I feel to talk about in the moment. But there there's a ton of things I could talk about, but we've we've covered a lot. In the time that the last gen has been a thing, um, I will say this: wherever you listen to this, Spotify, Pod, uh, Spotify, Apple, there's a way to um, put a review. It really helps the a- algorithm if you'll go in there and write a review. I'm not gonna say it has to be overwhelmingly positive, but you can just say what you feel. Tell tell me how you really feel in the reviews. I hope it's good. I hope this has blessed you. Um, let's get into this. Now, I was hesitant on doing this 
Here, let me move the microphone. I was hesitant on doing this episode, but I decided to do it. Um, number one, I decided to do it because I think it's something that needed to be talked about anyways. And it was something that, that I'm, it's something that I'm passionate about, but also in light of recent events, it's in the forefront of our culture and I've never been one to ignore what's happening. There are many who, you know, despite what's happening in the culture you know, people, I mean, even look at it two, in the past two years, people that just ignored the fact that, that COVID was going on, ignored the fact that government tyranny was happening. And, you know, we're not to ignore the things that are going on in the world. We're called to confront it by the word of God. There's a lot of people who like to stay out of world affairs in the name of not bringing politics into the pulpit but in reality what it creates is a dumb populace a dumb congregation that gets its cues from the world because i mean think about it where are you going to get your views you're going to get it from somewhere is it going to be cn uh, cnn msnbc is it going to be fox or is it going to be the bible is it going to be the church and this is so especially true of youth I mean, I'm not saying you have to you have to preach on your youth group has to talk about everything. You know, it's not it's not doesn't have to be a news program. But I never enjoyed the fact that that youth are are treated like they're dumb. I I always hated that. I always hated being talked down to. You know, let's not talk about that. You know, that's offense. If it's if it's if it's in front lines, if it's in the the front pages of the newspaper everyone's talking about it anyways, the church better speak up. It's a big issue. So I've never been one to just think, oh, we just need to take a back seat, and really this isn't the place for it. Um, We're just called to preach the gospel, amen. But it's not not wise to shut up about, about an issue like this. And I was about to do I was about to do an episode on abortion and I still will. But like I said, the only reason I haven't I haven't done any of these is because I want to be careful with them. Not careful because I think I'll offend people, but careful because I understand that these are sensitive topics that need to be taken seriously. So although this won't be a super long episode, I do want to thoroughly go through these thoughts. And I want you to understand them because that you know that's the only reason I'm on here is for you to understand them. And there will be people who say, what does this have to do with the Bible? I'll show you what it has to do with the Bible. But that's just my spiel at the beginning. But I wanted to come on and talk today. This is the title that I came up with. The title being... A Young Christian's Perspective on Gun Control. Five things to understand. A Young Christian's Perspective on Gun Control. Five things to understand. Now, I'm not saying this this is my perspective on gun control. I'm saying it's almost as if I'm answering the question, how should a Christian think about gun control? And that might very well be what, what I end up entitling it. How should a young Christian think about gun control? Five things to understand. 
In light of recent news, it's not a secret, obviously. You've seen the headlines of the mass shooting, the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. 19 kids killed and two teachers by a gunman who walked into the school and had ample time to kill all of those children. Now, I'm not going to go over all of the details of the case, and I'm not going to go over the specifics of the case. I'm not here to talk about this specific shooting. I'm here to talk about the broader idea in general. Because and and I really and I really want to hammer home the the basis of this issue, which is the Constitution. And so, if you know, I I think you should stick around to the end. If you if you've tuned on and says you know the, what he didn't he hasn't even opened the Bible yet. This is important. I I need you to understand this. There's too many dumb Christians that don't understand their rights. You have to understand your rights. You, yes, yes, you need to understand your spiritual rights, but you live in America and there's many, and, and I have to be careful now because there's many who don't live in America, but the majority of our audience lives in America. So if you don't live in America, if you're in South Africa, welcome from South Africa. If you're in the Caribbean, I know many watch or listen from, from African countries like Nigeria and Ghana, but I'm, I'm going to talk about America for a second. Because this is where it's flaring up. This is where people are talking about gun control and banning guns and getting rid of the Second Amendment. And what really ticks me off is when young Christians, not knowing any better, who have a big heart, they want to stop the violence. They want to see, um, you know, something change. They obviously are disturbed by mass shooting after mass shooting. Young Christians, they automatically jump to banning guns. Their intentions are good, but they have no idea what the ramifications of their suggestions are. And it's, and it's a product of, of people in authority not teaching, first of all, people not knowing anything about history in general. People not knowing what, you know, I, I doubt, I seriously doubt, more than more than 10% of kids my age have read through the constitution as not not part of like a history class or like a project or like understand the bill of rights like understand what we have in this country cuz you'll get people on i and <laughs> i talk to people on the daily you know there're people in the world but there's also people in the church who, you know, I'll say something about I'm, pr I'm proud to live in the greatest country in the world, which if you live in another country, I'm not here to bash your country, but I do believe that America is the greatest country in the world. And I can back that up. Not, not saying your country's bad. I'm just saying as, as a political and social structure, I think America is, is the greatest country in the world to live in and that has ever been created. But you have people saying, well, you know that... <laughs> America can be free and all, but kids don't die in other countries. Do kids not die in other countries? Do they not? I've, I've not. <laughs> this is news to me. So let's go through this. 
A young Christian's perspective on gun control, five things to understand. Or how a young Christian should think about gun control, five things to understand. In the wake of everyone calling for a ban on guns, a ban on assault weapons, and a, and a, and a, and getting rid of the Second Amendment in general, okay, because of this shooting. And the thought process is, is if we can ban guns, killing will, will end, and, and violence will end, and mass shootings will end even. But five things to understand, all right? Number one, and we will get into Bible, but I want you to understand this. I need you to understand this. You need to be uh, well-versed in what your rights are, or else they'll be taken away. We can't have another generation of people who don't know what their rights are. If you don't know what your rights are, you'll be fine with them being trampled all over. Number one, first thing to understand, understand the Second Amendment. Understand the Second Amendment. I'm going to read the Second Amendment. Understand the Second Amendment. Obviously, you know the First Amendment is freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, freedom to assemble. Let's actually read the First Amendment. Congress shall make no laws respecting an establishment of religion, prohibiting the freedom or the freedom to exercise the religion, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government. So the First Amendment is freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, freedom to assemble, and freedom to petition. Second Amendment. A well-regulated re- militia being necessary... My goodness, it's dark. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state to the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Let's read that again. A well-regulated reg- militia being necessary to the security of a free state The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So isn't it interesting that the the founders and the drafters of the Constitution thought it necessary that right after freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, to peaceably assemble and to petition, right after that should be the Second Amendment. Why? Why did they not include... Why was the why was the 5th amendment not after the 1st amendment? Why was the second most important thing, the second order of business, guns? Because I mean this line right here, the second amendment being necessary to the security of a free state. Understand something about the Bill of Rights in the Constitution, which I don't think many people understand. When when people think of the word law, they think of a law that, that binds them from doing something. But understand something about the Constitution that's different. It makes America different than every other country. The Constitution was not written for the government to put sanctions on us. But rather, the Constitution is a list of sanctions against the government. The Constitution is not prohibiting me from doing anything. Rather, it's prohibiting the government to step the bounds or step over 
my God-given freedoms. Government doesn't give you your freedoms. You have God-given freedoms. When you're born as a human being, you have God-given rights and freedoms. And anything that the government does to infringe on those freedoms is not right. Morally wrong. And, And that's why the Bill of Rights is a thing. It's to stop the government from infringing on your rights. Okay? So don't look at the Constitution as rules for you. It's not rules for you. It's rules for the government. It's a government by the people, for the people. And we have the say. The government works for us. We don't work for the government. That's what makes America different. So understand the Second Amendment. It gives us the right to keep and bear arms. Why is that important? This line right here. It is necessary to the security of a free state. So understand that you can't have a free state or a free country unless you have people that are armed. And don't let me lose you here. Do not let me lose you here. We're, we're getting to the point. You're going to understand it in a second. So this isn't just, this isn't just babble to make, you know, just to, I'm not talking just to talk. You'll understand why this is important. You can't have a free nation unless the people have guns. Let's, let's, let's take it back to, to one, two years ago, okay? Because not every country has the Second Amendment. In fact, America is very unique in that. And no other country has the First Amendment. The freedom of, freedom of speech is unique to the United States. Other countries can say they have it, but they don't have it. They don't have it like the United States has it. Let's take a look at a country who's done what people are calling for. Okay? People right now in America are calling for a buyback of guns. A buyback of guns, meaning banning all guns, having the government buy back all the guns. All right, let's look to a nation that has done that. Australia. They did it a handful of years ago. Now it's it is a ban on all guns from any civilian from owning a weapon. They cannot own a weapon. Okay, what happened during COVID? Many of you who know this ministry and know my uncle's ministry and my aunt's ministry, Miracle Word, understand that we are anti-lockdown. We are anti the government telling us what, when and when, when and how and if we can go to church shutting down churches. We're very anti that. And many of you would agree you're anti that. Okay. But what happens if a, if a nation does not have guns, the government can step all over them. Look at us, Australia. What recourse do the people have if they don't have arms? None. None. And when, and when the founders drafted the Bill of Rights, they understood this. They understood that in order for America to... Because when, when, they, when the founders drafted the Constitution, they had a vision for a, a free people. And they understood that it could not stay free if the government was, was armed and the people are not. 
Because the Second Amendment wasn't written so that we can um, have guns for hunting. That's something I don't think many people understand. What, is, what, is, what does anyone need an AR-15 for? What does anyone need an assault rifle for? You can hunt with a shotgun. It's, the Second Amendment isn't for hunting. Genius. The Second Amendment was written in case the government, who's well-armed, ever crossed the line and became ty- tyrannical. So that the people had recourse, that we could defend our freedoms against a tyrannical government. What if in America, it happened like in Australia, where they made camps for those who are not vaccinated? Concentration camps for the unvaccinated. Let me tell you, it wouldn't have gone like it did in Australia. In Australia, what can you do? You can't do anything. You try to tell a bunch of Texans that they have to get a vaccine... Or else they're going to be put in a camp, taken off their own land. The government's not going to have a good day when they try that. And they understand that. And that's the entire point. That the people, and I'll read this again. And I'm sorry if this is boring to some people, but it's, it's important. It's important. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people... The people, it's me and you, to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So understand the Second Amendment. Understand the Second Amendment, what your rights are. It's to keep and bear arms. Not so that you can hunt, but so that if the government ever became tyrannical, you would have a course of action. You would have recourse against the tyrannical government, okay? Number two, understand what people are calling for, more specifically the left. Understand what the left is calling for. Now, a person would, would hear that, my first point, and they'd say, yeah, well, is, are we really safe when people are getting shot in schools? How safe is that? You said that we have guns to keep it a secure and free state, but it's not safe when people are getting shot in schools. I want to I show you a pretty crazy statistic. A pretty crazy statistic that people don't like to face. Here's a fact. In 2021, there were an estimated 1.67 million uses of firearms in defense situations. By contrast, CDC data from 2020 showed only 19,384 gun homicides. So... Guns are defending and saving lives more than they're taking lives. So I want you to think about that. So before you get on Instagram and start virtue signaling, do something about this. This is insane. Understand what you're saying. Understand what you're calling for. Because, you know, and I, and I purposely didn't start this episode with with praying for such and such and praying for this and praying for that because you know i think it's i think it's very callous at some point you know my uncle my uncle tweeted something that i thought was spot on <laughs> he said breaking a recent study revealed that you can pray for people who have been affected by tragedies without posting it on social media Everyone praying for Uvalde, praying for Uvalde. 
What percentage of people that said praying for Uvalde is actually praying for Uvalde? What percentage of people that said praying for Ukraine is actually praying for Ukraine? None. Like, 0.01. So don't don't be fake. That's, that's, that's a word of wisdom to you. If you're not praying for Uvalde, don't post it on Instagram. And even if you are, don't post it on Instagram. Thoughts and prayers to the victims. First of all, I don't understand that, that phrase. Thoughts. What are your thoughts going to do? Thoughts and prayers. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. Pray. Pray for them. But people use that to virtue signal that they're, you know, that they care. Thoughts and prayers. And so people, people get into this mode. They're disturbed by what's happening. And young Christians don't know what to do. They don't know how to combat it. They, don't, they feel helpless. How, you know, how can we do anything? There's 19 kids dead, two, two adults dead. How can we stop this? This needs to stop, which it does. But they jump immediately to the uber opposite, to the uber left claim. And that is to ban guns. Understand what the call is from the left. And we're not Republicans here. This is not a Republican podcast. This isn't even a conservative podcast. It's a Christian podcast. But by and large, the left is calling for gun control. A clamp down of the, of the uh, Second Amendment. Understand what the left is calling for. Which ultimately, and th- there are the, there are those who are moderate and are not calling for this, but ultimately will lead to the um, the abolition of the Second Amendment, abolishing the Second Amendment. That's the goal. That's the agenda. And I think it's a demonic agenda. Of course, it's a dem- and I'll show you. I'll show you Bible for why it's demonic. Maybe I'll put that in the title. Why gun control is demonic. Sounds like clickbaity, but it's not. Understand what they're calling for. Gun control is what they call it, but really, it's an infringement on your rights. Okay, understand what the left is calling for. Number three, understand Bible prophecy. Now, let's get into this. Understand Bible prophecy. So, number one, understand the Second Amendment that it's your right to keep and bear arms not so that you could go hunting but so that you can defend your god-given rights against the tyrannical government number 2 understand what the left is calling for number 3 understand bible prophecy understand bible prophecy there was a guy <laughs> there was a guy and we'll get into that in point 5 but all right. Understand Bible prophecy. For those who are thinking, what does this have to do with the Bible? It has a lot to do with the Bible. You'll be able to see what's a demonic agenda and what's God's agenda just by looking at Bible prophecy. Look where it's going. Okay? Let's open it up. Revelation chapter 13. Revelation 13. Let's look at the devil's agenda. If it would load. Bible app. 
Revelation 13, and we'll start in... We'll start in... Okay, yeah, yeah. Verse 11, we'll read through 16 or 18. No, through 17. Verse 11. Revelation 13, 11. Look at the, look at the, so when it's all said and done during the, during the, uh, during the book of Revelation, when the Antichrist is in power, look at what the devil has full reign. This is his ultimate goal. So we see the trend. Ready? Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercised all the authority of the first beast in its presence and made and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast. So understand, Bible, the Antichrist and the second beast it is going to be a one-world ruler. There's a one-world government, a one-world religion, a one-world monetary system, a one-world um, military and police force. He's a dictator over all the earth. Okay, it ex- Okay, so where where did we stop? And makes all makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose mortal wounds would be healed. It performs great signs, even making fire f- come down from heaven to the earth in front of people. And by the sign that is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on the earth, telling them to make an image from the, from the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who, not, who would not worship it to be slain. It also causes or requires, all right, understand this, it also requires all both small and great, poor and rich, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or in the right hand or in the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has that mark that is the number of the beast or the number of its name. Under, so a key element of the Antichrist and of the, the, second, the false prophet, a key element is world control. Underst- like, like, pay attention to those to those phrases it makes it requires everyone on the earth like take it back to covid because i think it was a lot more um it's a lot it was a lot more restrictive than people understand well it's not you know we're not it's not like we're not like threatening the use of deadly force it's just a fine we're not saying you you can't go if you go to church that we're going to kill you. We're just saying that we'll fine you. Well, no, I don't I don't even believe that. Because what if I don't pay the fine? What's the nth degree of it? So a key element of the antichrist will be that it it makes or it requires people to do something. Now, how can a people be required to do something if they are armed as well or better than the government. Can't happen. It can't happen. And to understand the the trend that it's going in America and in the world, the Antichrist could not do these things if the people were armed. So obviously sometime 
between now and the events of Revelation 13, guns have to be taken. Do you see that? The people can't have um, their own arms. They can't bear their own arms for this stuff to happen. They have to be stripped from them. Because you can't require someone to do something if they have arms. The founders understood that. The founders understood that well. That's why they wrote it into the Constitution. As a check to themselves. You know George Washington, and I'm sorry for those who think this is boring or whatever, but I think it's important enough. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done an episode if I didn't think it was, it was important enough. But you know, George Washington, when the Articles of Confederation were written and America was still, still looking, you know, it was still, it, we won the war, we won independence, but we were still looking to, to settle down, to establish a, a, a secure state. Articles failed. We were drafting the Constitution. George Washington could have been a dictator. The government could have ended up like another King George. We could have been just another monarchy. But they understood with even the ability to take control and even the ability to have as much power as they wanted, they understood they forfeited their authority and gave it to the people because they understood this thing that we call the American dream cannot happen unless the people have ample freedom. And that includes the right to bear arms. So understand Bible prophecy. The trend is, and the agenda for the Antichrist spirit is gun control. And when I say gun control, the nth degree of it is the abolition of the Second Amendment in America. Now, am I saying, oh, we're all hopeless, this is going to happen? No. The way it's trending right now, Americans can see through it. Gun ownership is going up, not down. Number four, understand where we are in that timeline. Understand where we are in that timeline. Look at what just happened in 2020 and 2021. Understand. Look at things like what happened on in Australia. And what's still happening in Canada with, with lockdown restrictions. And people being put in camps for not taking the vaccine. And pastors being arrested. In America. Understand where we are in that timeline. So if you're that person that's posting... Why does anyone need an AR-15? I'll let you know. I'll give you a prime example. Let's, let's, this will hit home for, for a lot of people. There's a small church in Tampa, Florida called the River Church. Dr. Rodney, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, he got arrested in 2020 for keeping his church open. Now, he has armed guards at his church. Like, like well-armed guards. Now, do you think, and he turned himself in in 2020, but do you think now the government could come in and just, and shut his church down by force? No. 
I mean, if he didn't have guns, sure. But they're well-armed. So no. And take it, I mean, think about it from this perspective. What would happen if, if you know, if someone, a deranged murderer would, would have to, would want to walk into a church like, like has happened across America and start shooting? Most churches, the ushers would be clueless. You go to good churches, the ushers are not clueless, but armed. So you have to be smart. Be smart. So understand where we're in that timeline. That government tyranny isn't something that we read about in history books. Government tyranny isn't something that's like, oh, that's, you know, that's just happening in in Asia and that's happening in, you know, that's, no, that's, it's an ever-present threat. And that's why there has to be an ever-present right and an ever-present Second Amendment to ensure that that's never a thing. You think the government's just going to be like, okay, we've taken enough power. No! People are greedy at heart. You have to understand that. They'll continue to want to shut churches down. They're never just going to ease off the brakes or ease off the, the gas. still happening in Canada. That's why you need guns. And I'm not and I'm not saying this is like okay, if you're 18 I want you to go buy a gun right now. I'm not saying that. But you have to understand these issues before you get on Instagram and start posting stupid things without thinking about it. And I'm not talking to anyone specifically. But I see a lot of stupid things that that people don't even think about. This needs to stop. Ban all guns. Ban all guns, really. So you want so what okay, so what's the thing now? Is it is it all cops are bad and defund the police? So strip weapons from the police or strip the police from society in general? Or is it dis- disarm the people? Because which is it? It can't be both. It shouldn't be either one, but it definitely can't be both. So what is it now? Defund the police? Think. Think. Very easy. But people get caught up in their heart. They, wa- they have a good heart. Christians want to do something. They write stupid things. And then they're working against freedom. Understand what, where we are in that timeline. That the spirit of Antichrist is taking more and more control. It's becoming more and more prevalent in society. And more and more blatant. These things, it causes, Revelation 13, it causes all men, both great and, both uh, poor, uh, slave and free, both great and poor, to be taken a, a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. If you said that 20 years ago, people would think you're nuts. But now, it's happening. I'm not saying the, the vaccine is a mark of the beast, but it sure, it sure is a test run for it. So we're not, we're not all far off in this magical mystery it's not 1955 where everything's just dandy understand where we are in that timeline and then number five correctly understand the character of jesus and do not misrepresent scripture and for my point here i will refer to a tweet 
from my uncle. I'm telling you, like, I'll go back. There's going to be people who, who obviously, they'll not tune into this. Or they'll, they'll start to tune into this, and when they hear me talking about the Second Amendment, and, uh, you know, they'll be like, what does this have to do with the Bible? Well, it has a lot to do with the Bible. But for those who actually, like, want to learn and want to, to strengthen, you know, because you are going to be very, uh, a very much of a minority in this belief in high school. Because I guarantee in your high school, as soon as the, the shooting happened, as soon as anything, anything happens, pray, or you, you always hear thoughts and prayers, and then the woke agenda, we need to, we need to do this, we need to defund police, we need to ban all guns, we need to ban assault rifles. And people, people posting, we need to ban assault rifles. The guy wasn't even using an assault rifle. It was a handgun. He didn't break one law buying that gun. So what, what is what? He passed a background check. So what is it? Like I said, I didn't want to get too much into the specifics of it. It's not to minimize anything that happened there. It was evil. That'll be my last point, but point number five, correctly understand the character of Jesus and don't misrepresent scripture. And here I'm referring to evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. This man posted, this pastor, is he a pastor? I hope not. This unnamed person who is named Carlos posted, he's a pretty, pretty influential Christian. What does he even do? He's a public figure. He's a founder of, he's an author. Okay, so he's, he's a prominent Christian leader. Let's just say that. He, he tweeted this. So stupid, I can't even read this out loud. It's so stupid. This is what he tweeted after, after the events of Uvalde. Jesus asked religious leaders to drop their stones. Jesus asked Simon Peter to drop his sword. Jesus is asking America to drop her guns. That's the tweet. This is what my uncle said in response, and then I'll wrap it up. In response, this is what happens when pure ignorance is mixed with atrocious Bible interpretation. Carlos gets an F minus. Continued. Number one, assuming he's referring to the woman caught in the act of adultery and that he, he referred to the Jesus as religious leaders to drop stones. Assuming he's referring to the woman caught in the act of adultery, that passage is about forgiveness God's mercy in judging yourself before you judge others. It has nothing to do with weapons, cultural safety, or gun control. Correct. Number two, when Jesus asked Peter to drop his sword, it was because Peter was impeding the progress of God's plan of redemption. Jesus knew he must be taken captive and crucified. If you follow Carlos' argument, it would be hard to reconcile why Jesus instructed his followers to sell their cloaks and buy swords. We'll come back to that. Number three, Jesus doesn't care whether or not American citizens own guns. To imply that he does is ridiculous and should, and a shallow way to impose your political beliefs onto Orthodox Christianity. Hopefully, Carlos doesn't stand in any pulpit to divide God's word for other believers. Unbelievable. And that's not just a one-off thing. You've got woke Christians, woke Christians who tried to twist the Bible into making this thing about being passive. Because you, if you go with what 
with what they're saying because weak weak ministers lead to a weak nation. It's true. Weak ministers lead to a weak nation. If you go with what they're saying 20 years down the road and and there's all that there is is woke pastors, this country will not look like America anymore. So don't use... Here's my point on this. Don't use Jesus, mercy, and grace to justify stripping the populace from having weapons. I want to read, I'll end it with this. I want to read a a passage of scripture that's going to blow some people's minds that it's even in the Bible. Luke chapter 22. I'm telling you, people don't know this is in the Bible. They don't. This is Jesus speaking. New Testament, book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 35, starting in verse 35. He said this to his disciples. When I sent you out with no money bag or knapsack or sandals, did you lack anything? They said nothing. He said to them, this is Jesus, but now let the one who has a money bag take it and likewise a knapsack. And let the, listen to this, and let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. There's Jesus telling his followers to buy weaponry. Not to attack people, but as self-defense. That's not going to be read in a UMC church or a woke church. But now let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. He understood what was about to happen, that persecution was going to flare up. And they said, they said, look, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. Two swords. There you go. There's scripture that you can have two guns. Jesus isn't going to get mad at you. It is enough. <laughs> we'll end with this, and then I'll pray for you guys. And thanks to everyone that's that's listening. I think it's important. I know it wasn't the most, like, I was going to say relevant. It probably is one of the most relevant ones we've done. It probably wasn't the most, like, exciting topics. We're not talking about, like, you know, three keys to success in school or in business, whatever. But it's important. It's important. And now you'll have answers. You'll have recourse to to people who, who are ill-informed and have no idea. It, it ticks me off to, to know that young people, and, and I'm recording this on Memorial Day, so it's even more important, that young people have no clue what they're saying and how much, how much the American people, how much veterans, how much those in the military have died and, and sacrificed for us to have these freedoms and for us to just... You know, young people just throw them away because it's the woke thing to do. It's freaking annoying watching people just because it's the, you'll get likes on Twitter for it. I'm telling you, it's popular to say we need common sense gun control. Well, what does that mean? Well, we need background checks. Well, there already are background checks. FBI background checks. You can't go buy a gun without an FBI background check. Well, we need to ban an assault weapon. What's an assault weapon? That's that's an undefined term, by the way, when people say we need to ban uh, ban assault weapons. So so don't just take everything that people say. 
check it. People, by and large, are dumb. So no matter how smart they sound, don't just take everything as, oh, that yeah, that's good, actually. I didn't think about it like that. For all of those who are touched, not touched, but disturbed by the the shooting that happened in Uvalde, Texas, as you should be. But what's your response? What should your response be? Should it be to go on social media and start saying, praying for Uvalde, praying for the... Okay, you can pray. You should pray for, for the families affected. We'll pray for them at the end. Should you go on social media and start talking about how we need to, you know, abolish the Second Amendment? I don't. Why? Do, why would anyone need assault weapons? Why would anyone need an AK-47? You know, why would you need a gun? This needs to stop. What can actually be done about this? Because you have to ask yourself a question at the end of the day: it, Do guns kill people, or do people kill people? And the answer is, people kill people. I've never seen a gun walk into a school and shoot people. Behind the gun is a deranged, demon-possessed person with evil in their heart. So what is the only thing that's going to save America? Because you can clamp down on the effects of the problem all you want. You could try to medicate problems, but the root is still the same. The root is still the same. It's sin. Nothing is going to change. Even if right now all guns disappeared from the planet magically. Do you think murder will stop? No. Murder was around since the fall and it will be until the end of time. Because sin is still present. So what's going to save America? What's going to stop these shootings? It's not clamping down on the effects of the problem. The effects being sick people who have an intent to kill. That person had a disturbed past. You hear people on the news, what what would cause someone to do it? I know a demon. Demonic influence. And you can't fight... The Bible, Paul said this, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So that, that tells you right there, you can't, you can't fix spiritual problems with natural, with natural um, things. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and rulers of spiritual weakness in heavenly places. The only thing that's going to change America is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Nothing's going to change on the outside until people's hearts change. The only thing that's going to change America is the gospel. Bar none. That's it. That's the only thing. So don't talk about how we need to ban, you know, now we need to put... It's... It's not going to solve anything. It has to be Jesus. 
So what can you do? Obviously pray. But what's your goal as a Christian? Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. The Great Commission. That's the only thing that's going to change. Imagine if that, that kid, that man, that shooter, at some point in his life, instead of going down that dark path, had the gospel preached to him. That would have never happened. God had a plan for that man. Maybe he was to be a preacher, but he never heard or he rejected the gospel. And there's people you come in contact with every day that are like that person. That they start off fine. There was no history of mental health problems with that guy. No history. He didn't have, he wasn't insane all of his life and they all knew it. That was the first time anything happened like that. There's people you come in contact with every day. That need the gospel. Because if they don't have the gospel, they're an open vessel for the devil. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that you'd comfort all the hearts of those who have lost children in that evil event. Lord, I pray that you'd, you'd use this opportunity to get through to the parents and get through to every single person in that school, every single parent of a kid in that school, that the only help for America is the gospel. And Lord, more importantly, embolden us for the future to preach the gospel that'll change this generation instead of just watching people die. Lord, I pray you'd empower us to preach more boldly than we ever have. Win souls more boldly than we ever have. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening today. I believe this helped some people. I believe this was an important episode and it was necessary. I, I hope that I went, I pray that I, that I, I went through this and I spoke on this with grace because this is not meant to, to, I'm not trying to ruffle feathers with this. I'm not trying to be relevant with this, but it is needed and it is necessary. So I want you to share this to your story. At least it, this will help some people instead of just having to take whatever their liberal friends say or like take whatever liberal teachers say in high school. You'll have some knowledge. Have some backup to why you believe what you believe. You guys are great. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, shoot them to the.last.gen on Instagram, G-E-N, the.last.gen, and we will get back to you very quickly. Um, stay tuned for all that's happening because more and more is going to happen. Um, things are, have been super busy in Texas, but we're getting back to um, doing more lives, and then I've got something in the works that I think will be uh... Oh, I just thought of something. Okay. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. And, oh, wow.
Congratulations to those graduating, by the way. Class of 2022. Whoop, whoop. That should have been me, but, you know, just decided to leave a little early. But class of 2022 are my people, my real people. So congratulations to everyone graduating. And by the way, many many are actually already out of school. Congratulations to those who graduated college, who are already out, live in their adult life now. It's, it's amazing. Summer is upon us. You guys, obviously we're not going to stop doing stuff. We're actually going to do more and more stuff for the summer. But So stay tuned. Um, it'll allow us to do more stuff cause, so we don't have to think about school schedules. So uh, just stay tuned. I promise. All right. I love you all. And uh, check back in with you later. Later.